bringing our faith alive on stage and film. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen. Maria Vargo, she's a native of St. Louis, is a Hollywood-based actress, singer, songwriter, director, and Catholic speaker. She most recently starred as St. Faustina in a one-woman North American tour, having performed the show more than 300 times. She's also got a film called Faustina, set to be released soon, and she joins us today on Dive Deep. Maria, so glad to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. We're so glad you're here. And a quick note for listeners, if you enjoy listening to Dive Deep and would like to financially support our ongoing efforts to share inspiring stories, these great interviews like we're going to have with Maria today and all those topics we've been discussing about that educate the faith, go to dio.org slash give. That's dio.org slash give. And today we're going to talk to Maria about Hollywood, Catholic projects she's working on, including uh, her personal connection to the actor who portrays Jesus in The Chosen. I know that's been wildly popular. I'm sure you listening have probably checked out The Chosen. But first, let's start with this one-woman show, Maria Faustina. Yes. Uh, how did this even come about? Why, why even do this? Uh, well, God, <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> that's always a good answer to everything. <laughs> trying to surrender to do his will. That's really how it happened um, with a little help from St. Therese along the way. But I was at the time I was producing, um, I was running a, I was the artistic director for a theater company called the GK Chesterton Theater Company in Los Angeles. And I just produced and directed shows once, once or twice a year. And I, one of the shows that I was directing, I also did a role of a, of a nun in it. And a girl came to see the show and she saw me and she had worked for Leonardo DiFilippis, who's the uh, president of um, St. Luke Productions, who, produces Saint, who produced St. Faustina. And he had spoken to her and said he was looking, thinking about doing a show about Divine Mercy and about St. Faustina. And she said, well, I know the girl to play her. <laughs> and so she she recommended me, and I I ended up auditioning. I didn't know much about Saint Faustina at the time. This was back in 2013, and I had had a deeper conversion in my life in 2008. But in 2013, at that point, I had prayed the Divine Mercy Chaplet, but had never read the diary. And so I and I wasn't sure I really wanted to be on the road traveling, <laughs> um, but I thought, Lord, I'll just put it in your hands, and I auditioned. And I basically prayed, you know, a, no, a rose novena to St. Therese to show me if I should even audition because I didn't know if I should do that. And she gave me a red rose on Divine Mercy Sunday to show me that I should do it and audition. So I did and I got the part. You know, I've heard so many amazing stories of St. Therese and, the, and, and roses. It's yeah. incredible what she does. St. Anthony, for me, patron saint of lost things with four kids. The amount of times <laughs> I've turned to him and the guy comes through every time. It's, He's a great it, one too. It, it's incredible. Um, in your research of St. Faustina, what stood out? What did you learn about her that made your, your eyes pop that just made you so excited to play this role? Well, what comes to mind actually when you said that question was one of the things that actually scared me a little bit in the beginning um, when I was reading some of the the sides. For those of you that don't know acting, but they send you you know audition sides, and it was they were excerpts from the diary, and one of them was about her encounter with the devil, and just kind of her own dark night of the soul that she was going through. And I had just personally come out of a of a 
kind of a hard time in my life where I'd been struggling. And I felt like, hush, can I, can I do this? Do I want to fight the devil? <laughs> I just bought him. Do I want to fight him again? And do I want to do it on stage every night? But, you know, that made me, obviously, I, I, as I grew in my faith and understanding, I, I realized that that's, you know, a constant. The devil will continue to come after you. But that doesn't, it's not necessarily something to be feared. It just means we have to lean in more to God. And so, but in that moment, I, I thought, wow, this woman really has, um, in some ways, has everything. You know, she's she's encountered everything as, as a human person, but also has had all these mystical, amazing experiences. And so... When you're doing this show, uh, you did over 300 of them over several years. What's I even did one or two around here. I'll say I, you, I you, yeah, you did some in Central Illinois. Yeah. Um, the challenge of performing a one-person show. Because when, when I first got, I remember the St. Maximilian Kobe. I've seen productions of him. St. Luke has done stuff on our own, Father Augustine Tolton, who's from yes. Quincy. Um, and he's, you know, it's all one-person shows. I mean, how challenging is that? Is it is it also lonely? I mean, as as an actress, like what, what's going through your mind as you tour? I mean, from us, oh, it sounds so exhilarating. You're touring the country, but uh, and how often would you lean? Would you pray to Saint Faustina for oh, for encouragement <clears throat> every day? I mean, that it's it was extremely challenging physically, mentally, and spiritually, um, because it's a non Saint Luke Productions was an is a nonprofit organization. It's not like they're sending me out to cross the U.S. with a bus and, you know, people. So it would, and it's beautiful. I mean, their mission is they send people out two by two as, <laughs> as disciples, you know. But so it would be myself and a stage manager, uh, another girl, who we would set go into a town. We'd set up the entire set with the help of some volunteers who showed up, whoever showed up that day. And that's when I'd be praying. I was like, Lord, please let there be some strong men that show up to help me. So we would set up the show. We'd have lunch. We'd pray the chaplet around three o'clock. If we set it up real fast, I might get an hour to rest. Then we'd have dinner and then we'd, I'd get dressed and perform the show. Then we'd have to tear everything down, put it into the truck and go on to the next town. So it was Physically, and and the show itself, you know, in that hour and a half that I was performing, spanned her entire life. So, um, and I had to die every every day on stage. Then her, you rose from the dead. (laughs) So it was challenging, but it was so beautiful. And I, I actually, a friend from St. Louis had given me a relic of Saint Faustina. So every night in my performance, I would have a relic of Saint Faustina and Saint Therese in my pocket and St. Maximilian Colby. And I just would always pray, you know, Lord, you go first and then St. Faustina and St. Tr- <laughs> you know, so that I'm last in this endeavor. How, how did this performance change you uh, spiritually? Well, in so many ways, I think, you know, we, for myself, I felt like I was pushed beyond my own limits of what I could do as, as a person. Um, physically and and spiritually it, and you learn like you think there's so much you you can do but then there's more you can do with God um when you have to rise to that occasion also really the understanding you know when being young it's like your parents are always like oh, offer it up offer up your <laughs> suffering yeah. 
<laughs> I heard that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Eat but your vegetables, that, offer it up. What does that mean? You know what I mean? It's such a, it, it's not something you can really grasp or understand spiritually until you really truly know suffering. And St. Faustina knew suffering and she embraced it and she asked for it. And I mean, that's why I'm always like, I don't want to be a saint yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's too hard. (laughs) It's too hard. Yeah. Because they were, you know, they understood the value of suffering and she really did. And so that was, I learned that, you know, that the suffering is powerful. And I had a friend who was dying the first season or second season I was doing the show. And just every night I would go out and pray and offer it up for him who I knew was really suffering. And so it just deepened my faith. And also I felt that the Lord was really in that time in my life calling me to put him as the center of my life and the focus. And I, every night I playing St. Faustina, she was so deeply desperately in love with Jesus that every night I fell in love with Jesus and I got to bring all my joys, sorrows, to the, to the role, you know, it was, people always say like, how can you play a saint? And I said, well, I just try to imagine the best parts of myself that God is looking at how he created me, you know, without the sinfulness, you know, what Mm -hmm. is that, what does that beauty look like? Because that's how God sees us. And if we can let that come from the inside out, that was my thought of what a, what the saint looked like. So it was a lot of me that I brought to the role, but also with all the knowledge and research that I had done about St. Faustina. And it's interesting you mentioned about suffering. I've always heard the saying, there's so much wasted suffering in the world. So a really good reminder for our listeners that, yeah, when you have suffering, to use it as a prayer to connect your life back to Jesus and what, and what he suffered, and, and God can use that suffering to help others throughout the world. Now, sticking with Faustina, you're also a film about Faustina that yes. will eventually be coming out soon. Tell us about this project and everything that you got to do with that. So at the end of my fourth season, I, I felt that every year I was like, Lord, do you want me to continue to do this? Because it was so difficult. Um, and I would always pray and usually help ask for St. Therese to show me. Um, but that fourth year I had had some health issues and I felt like I was just, I, I didn't get the answer, you know, and I, and I got, I felt the answer was I needed to, to stop. And so um, they St. Luke's, you know, really loved the performance that I had given as St. Faustina. And so they chose to, to make a film out of it. So that last season we did, which is kind of, it's a film, but we, we shot some of it, most of all of it actually in studio. Um, so with green screen. And so they've been working for a long time to, to get it to the beautiful place that they want it to be. So I can't wait to see it. And I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to come out soon, very soon <laughs> this year, <laughs> I pray. So, and it's Faustina, um, messenger or heart of mercy actually is the name of the movie. Of, and so okay. I think, they, is there a I, website? Yeah, it has, I think it's heart of but you can go to St. Luke productions website and look it up there too. Okay. Do you ever, do you ever think about meeting St. Faustina in heaven someday and what she's going to say to you? <laughs> I just hope she's not too hard on me. She's like, oh, you did pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when I read about her life, what I liked that I thought we were somewhat similar is like, she was, a, you know, she was a little bit of a taskmaster too. If she, if she didn't like, you know, certain, she was trying to keep people online. So I was like, 
I hope she just is happy with what I've done. And <laughs> I'm sure she's thrilled. Yeah. All right. So you've also you've also been featured on EWTN, Catholic TV, the Catholic Forum. Um, you are a keynote speaker, missions, music performances. You've spoken mm-hmm. to a wide range of Catholic groups. So you are you're you're doing wonders across the media spectrum Thank for you. for Catholicism. Growing up, I mean, was was any of this on your radar? Did you want to be an actress growing up? And I did. And was was Catholicism always like? Did you want to be like a Catholic actress? No, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't necessarily opposed to it, but it, that's not what I was thinking. As a young person, when I was really young, I think I was thinking, what do, what do I want to do? And it was like, be a lawyer. You know, I think I liked the idea of being able to get up and fight for people's rights and, and, and to speak in front of a crowd. Um, but then I discovered a teacher through, through a teacher's prompting, discovered that I could sing. And so I really... Then as I was leaving high school, I thought I really want to do music and theater. And so I went to New York first to pursue a career in Broadway. And then I was there during 9-11. And after 9-11, I left there and made my way out to Los Angeles. But I, I was born and raised in a Catholic family and grew up going to Catholic school. And, um, but I just kind of always had a very strong will and spirit and had one one foot in, one foot out. I believed in God, but I still was very inquisitive and was not living my life um, by all the teachings of the church. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, I've read, and you, you already mentioned in this podcast, so you had a conversion. So take us back to, was this was it a slap across the face moment? Uh, was it a gradual no, thing? What what happened? For me, I always felt it's like this long, it's a long, <laughs> a long conversion. Uh, you know, it's like God was tapping me on the shoulder and I was saying, no, 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 not yet. No, tap, tap, tap. No, 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 not yet. You know, until I was finally ready to turn around and em- embrace him fully. Again, as I said, it was, I always just kind of had one foot in, one foot out. I went, went to church, but didn't really go to confession. It's like choosing what I wanted to take out of the Catholic lifestyle and I had had a, a lot of just broken relationships growing up. And, um, I, you know, I always look back and I say, well, my heart was always good. My heart was always in the right place and wanted the right things, but, but made bad choices along the way or got, got swayed by, I did a lot of um, talking in schools and I've done missionary trips about um, renew, because I, I renewed my abstinence in 2008. And so I do a lot of talking about that and sharing my story about being a young girl and being really influenced to, um, you know, to be sexually active at a young age and just not really knowing my own worth and or respecting other people. I couldn't begin to even see how I was disrespecting others or um, young men at that point. So I I've, I share that story. I also had a, an abortion in my early twenties, and then I share that story as well. Just you know, it's my conversion was long because I I was afraid to um, fully embrace and turn around to the Lord because I think I, the the lies that our world tells us that you can't have it all. If you don't, um, if you fully let go to Christ's teaching, so in my early thirties, you know, my mom. I have to say to all those parents who pray for their children and <laughs> just don't give up, you know, on that because my mom was the one who we're very close, and she just always would say to me, you know, listening to all my heartaches and stories and everything else, 
She said, you know, you could, you could renew your virginity. You could, and I'm like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> you know, who's gonna, who's gonna want me? Who's gonna, because living in Los Angeles, it was hard enough to even find a guy that you could date that went to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, it was hard for me to really understand that. But I ended up hearing, I'd actually heard um, the actor Eduard, Eduardo Verostiki speak. I don't know if you know him, but he did the movie called Bella. And Oh, okay. I remember Bella. Yeah. Was he, was he the, the, the main actor in Bella? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Bella's, uh, that movie's awesome. Yeah. And he's a, he's a movie film producer now and, but he shared his story. This was years ago, and I he spoke about how he had renewed his his abstinence, and and I just felt like his life was very similar to mine, and and that he, I thought looking at this person, if he can do it, I can do it, you know. And he's an actor, and I'm an actor, and and it's possible. And so I thought about it and prayed about it, and I had taken a trip to France. I had a short film in the Cannes Film Festival. And I was going to go because I was like, who knows when this is ever going to happen again. So I went and um, I had gone to um, a couple years previously. I had gone to Fatima, um, I, not for any religious necessarily reason. I had gone chasing some love in Portugal. And but my mother had good old mom was like, go to Fatima and let our lady heal your heart. And so I went to Fatima and I had this amazing experience in Fatima. But again, it was just kind of like the seed that got planted. I had this awesome confession with an Irish priest. And, but I wasn't still ready yet, you know. And then 2008, I went to um, Cannes and Lourdes was not that far away. And I was in the, you know, my conversion was happening. And I thought, I'm going to go to Lourdes. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity, as a renewal of my baptismal vows and get dunked in the water and <laughs> give my life completely to God. And that's what I did. And so when you look back from where you are now to where you, where you were, what goes through your mind? <laughs> what's, like a, what's like this headline for you? Don't give up. And it, you know, it's interesting for you. you know, I've, I've talked to so many people who've had conversion stories. And yet sometimes it is a slap across the face. Sometimes it is a gradual... I would say for you, from what I've heard, this is one of the longer ones mm-hmm. of, of a, ev- and especially since you said you actually, you still always had one foot in. Correct. So it's like, you always had that foundation. And it's interesting that like, even with that one foot in, it was still almost painstakingly slow, probably as you think back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, what you're saying also makes me think of like, how many people do we know who are in the church who aren't fully in the church? I mean, I don't know about here in Springfield, but I think about Los Angeles. I know a lot of people who they choose how they want to participate. You yeah. Know? And, and you mentioned so you had an abortion and it's my understanding you are now in post-abortive healing, helping, helping people as well. Is that correct? I, well, not as a, any kind of counselor or anything like that. I mostly, I did the abstinence first, um, speaking and talking to young adults and sharing my story. And, um, I, I think that my story has definitely offered some healing, uh, with it. And, it, and with Faustina too, what's beautiful about that show that we created with St. Luke Productions is that some of my own personal story is in that show. It's not only the life of Faustina, but there's also another part of it that is a modern day story about a woman like myself who shares her story and what she's gone through. And, and that show offered so much healing. I mean, and that's what it's about, right? That's, I felt that's the beauty of how the Lord has used me, you know, this sinful person 
um, who called me to do something so beautiful. And I felt the devil tempting me or taunting me. I had just gotten the role of St. Faustina, and I was leading a um, rosary at church, and I was praying, and and I, I heard the devil say, you, you, who you, you're going to play a saint, you sinner. And then immediately it was like the Lord within me said, who better than to spread the message of my mercy? Wow. <laughs> so I was like, wow. thank you, Jesus, <laughs> you know, shut him up. <laughs> You're like, you're like literally our St. Faustina having all these visions and, well, and, and no. know, not, not literally. I don't have yeah. any, <laughs> I know people who do, but I'm not, I, I, this was just to, you know, when you have those like thoughts or interior, yeah. but it was like, but the it's, Lord. it's like, it's basically almost audible in yeah. your head. It was yeah. it, who better to spread the message of my mercy than one who has received it firsthand. Well, everything you've said, Maria has been just so inspiring. I mean, how much you've, you you still have, you still always kept the faith, you know. Even though you had that one one foot out, the point is you still had that one foot in, and yeah. that that seed just it needed some more time and nurturing and prayer from your mom and some encouragement. And now look at the amazing things you're doing. And speaking of other amazing things, so you're involved in a film series right now that's depicting important moments in the lives of saints. And one of your co-producers is Jonathan Rumi, who has become a big name yeah. around the world. <laughs> he's, he's the actor who portrays Jesus in the popular series, The Chosen. Yes. So uh, tell us about your relationship with him and tell us about this series that you're creating about the lives of the saints. Sure. So Jonathan and I actually met on the set of Faustina. So going back to the, to Faustina for a second, it's a... Uh, it's a multimedia drama that they had created this live performance. So it wasn't just me as a live performance, but there were, there were actors who were on a screen and I would interact with the screen. So I met Jonathan. He actually, we knew we had mutual friends in common, but we had never met in Los Angeles before, but I met him when he was filming. They hired him to play Jesus on the set of Faustina. That was his first role playing Jesus. So we met there and then we became friends and... Um, Boy, he's really good at this Jesus character. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get typecast, but you know, I mean, if you're going to, it's not a bad one yeah. to, to get cast as. But he and I met and um, stayed in contact. And then I, I had been directing a passion play at my local church in Santa Monica, St. Monica's. And um, we had a Jesus, but we lost him. And so I, I said, I know a Jesus. And so I called Jonathan. I said, would you mind doing this. So he said, sure. So he came over and he played Jesus in this, it was like a living stations of the cross. And we did that for a couple of years. And then we, he and I adapted the play and we, we rewrote it based on the gospels and we produced it. And I, I just had this vision that I wanted to take it to a larger audience and to, to reach more people and to do more shows than just like one show on Good Friday. So we did that together and we produced it and we started a, um, a company that was based off of that theater company that I had worked for a long time ago, GK Chesterton Theater Company. And so now we have GK Chesterton Entertainment, which I'm the president of. He's the vice president. And when he's available, because obviously he's a very busy guy <laughs> now, but we uh, he plays Jesus in this play, The Last Days of the Passion and Death of Jesus the Christ. We filmed it and... Now, because of his success in The Chosen, we're not doing anything live. And, of course, there was the pandemic. We were getting ready to do um, another show, and we had to cancel because of the pandemic. But we have that for sale on our website as a DVD, or you can stream it, and it's going to be shown on 
EWTN, or it will be, it has been in the past and will continue to be. And what's that website? People can check that out. Uh, GKCE.org. So it's GK Chesterton Entertainment, but I, for short, <laughs> GKCE.org. Now, are you, and you guys, so you did one already. So your, your intention is to do more films about saints. Well, yeah. So we have, um, we've done a lot of different things. We we did The Last Days, The Passion and Death of Jesus Christ. We we did a show, a Christmas program called 30 Minutes B.C., um, I'm a singer, as I mentioned earlier, also a songwriter, but I've done a couple of Christmas concerts. I did one this past year that we brought live stream and broadcast, um, uh, for free, which was beautiful at the Carmelite Monastery in St. Louis. And I've felt, I love the lives of saints. It's like, I can't get away from them. <laughs> and it's just something I know how to do well. And, and I'm inspired by them. I, I think that they change people's lives. I mean, you can't hear about a life of a saint and not want to be a better person. And so we've we've started this um, program and fundraiser. It's called Momentus Sacra, which translates in Latin to holy moments. And I shot the Blessed Mother. We we did our first film, which you can go online and watch for free and go to YouTube and share it, please. Tell everybody, show everybody. Uh, it's called Mary, Mother of God, and it's a short, it's almost like a meditation on some of the mysteries of the rosary, but it's a look at, at it's, these are meant to just be holy moments that you can take in. It's not a long piece, but it's a short meditation that we hope is just beautiful and inspiring for you. So our, our next one that we're currently raising money for is on St. Joan of Arc, and then we're moving on from there. And our goal is to do, she's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> uh, our goal is to do 10 of them in 10 months. So to really cool. get them out there. Now let's talk about Hollywood. Um, you kind of touched on it already, already a little bit though, but what's it like working in Hollywood? Um, is, is it, is it as narcissistic as from an outsider like me as, as it seems, is it, is it even hard to make friends and even close relationships? Or what was it like being in that scene? Um, growing, you know, growing into it, New York and then, then to LA. Mm -hmm. I studied, uh, I studied a lot in, in LA and I think I've been blessed in some ways because I always got surrounded by people that really cared about what they were doing. I landed in a, in a school called the Beverly Hills Playhouse and worked there for a long time. And they, they, I had great mentors and teachers. They weren't, no, I wasn't doing anything faithful at that time, <laughs> but but they were people who really cared about your art and your work, and they they believed in putting in hard work, which I don't I don't feel like I see much in Hollywood. A lot of times, I'm like, does that actor even know how to act? You know, it just doesn't. It's like, did they go to school or? Um, so I feel like I've been blessed in that way, and then the Lord steered me to work for Him. So. I have done some things in the mainstream, but it, to be honest, it was so difficult to try to, to get anywhere in mainstream if you didn't know anybody or if you weren't willing to do things that you didn't believe in. And I... I well, we've, we've heard that with Harvey Weinstein of, of the actresses who've had to, you know... Yeah, do it just wasn't worth it Inappropriate things, yeah, just to work up the ranks. Well, yeah. not, not only just... The, I mean, yeah, I had those experiences. Thankfully, nobody ever... Uh, physically did anything to me against my will. But, you know, there were producers who were like, oh, if you do this, yeah, and it's like, uh-uh. But I think the the greater thing for me was that do I want to spend, I, I had to ask myself, do you want to spend all your time working to 
get a role or get a line in a show that you don't even really care about so that you can get that next line in a show that you don't care about, but that maybe one day you're going to make it onto a series that might have some notoriety or to me, I've just, maybe I'm impatient, but that, that road and that trajectory was not exciting to me when I could go produce my own place and choose material that I cared about that I felt would touch people in a real way. And so, and that combined with the conversion and just some different people being put into my path to show me, look, you can use your gifts and talents right now, or you can wait. And I just, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so <laughs> you don't wait, you yeah. do, you know. Well, it's interesting you say that because we, we've seen so many faith-based productions that maybe Hollywood is like, you know, we don't want to touch those, but whether it goes all the way to the Passion of the Christ, we see the huge success of The Chosen, um, Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year podcast mm -hmm. is one of the top one or two every year. Um, and now here you are, you know, doing these productions. It seems like there is a very large appetite that maybe Hollywood either doesn't want to recognize or, or turns a blind eye to, but it's like, there's a huge appetite out there for that. And is that kind of what you're seeing when you put these things together? Like even you're surprised sometimes like, holy cow, like there's a lot of people who are touched by this and people are eating this stuff up. And people want more. I, I, that's what's so beautiful to me. And we're small. GK Chesterton Entertainment is a pretty small company. I'm praying that we can grow and that we can get more visibility. But I'm still humbled by just the responses when people watch The Last Days or they they see the dip, come to our our website and they see the Lenten reflections that we've cre created or uh, 30 Minutes BC or different projects or Mary Mother of God and they're moved and they want to support us. I mean, we're, we rely on right now we rely fully on donors to make our projects. So I'm just humbled by by people who come forward and just say we need more of this and it really keeps me going to continue to do that. And my, my goal wasn't always like to do a, some stuff that's so overt. There's part of me that would like to be able to cross those lines to touch people in different ways and touch those people that aren't aware of the Lord at all. But I can still see how necessary, even for ourselves who are faithful people that need entertainment. I mean, I hardly even watch television. I, it's crazy, but it's true. I, there's just hardly much stuff out there that I want to watch because I don't want to see anything that's got too much violence or too much sex or too much of anything. <laughs> you know, I, I want to see good, beautiful work. And that's what I strive to, to create. And I, going back to what you're saying about Hollywood, I just think part of me, you know, there's so people are so worried about offending other people or excluding other people. And I think that's what, why they don't want to get involved maybe with Christian projects in some ways, is that they're afraid that it's going to somehow exclude people. Hmm. But I just don't think that by telling the truth and, or showing something beautiful and uplifting, you're ever excluding anyone. So how can people find your work and get involved? GKCE.org. Okay. <laughs> Go to our website, we're also on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Insta Instagram, GK Chesterton Entertainment. Look us up. You can make a donation on our, on our page. Like I said, we're raising money right now to, to finish these, to finish St. Joan of Arc and then move on to our next saint. 
So it's really exciting. And, and we, we have just high hopes for this project that it could even be used in dioceses and in cate, you know, catechism and catechetical ways um, to, to teach our, our children and, and everybody about the lives of the saints in a, you know, nobody wants to watch anything for an hour anymore necessarily. <laughs> so we think this is a good amount of time that people to keep people's uh, attention span. You're exactly right. Maria Vargo, such an inspiration, so refreshing to hear your story and everything you came to. I think you, 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 you said it so beautifully and you think back to the lives of the saints and uh, you know, that to your point, I think what you said exactly, like if you're a mom listening to her parent and your child has maybe fallen away or has got that one foot in one foot out, keep that prayer going because you're a perfect example of what can happen. So Maria Vargo, thank you so much for coming on Dive Deep and and all all the best to you and all these upcoming projects. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. This has been Dive Deep. If you'd like more podcasts, head over to dot.org slash podcast. And until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep.